All right, Matt Ray, I've been reading about this thing called Zoom fatigue. Oh, no. Now, I think out of the box, everyone has Teams fatigue. That just always happens. But <laughs> it's a feature, not are a you are you currently suffering Zoom fatigue, Matt Ray? Well, I I let's see. I've spent um, four hours in Zoom today. Mm-hmm. Well, not 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 Zoom. So I've got I've got the the Zoom. I've done some Slack video, and I've done some Teams video today. So Slack uh, video. And now doing Skype. Yeah, we. I was like, hey. Does this Skype video thing work? And they were like, "Let's try." Mm. And then we mm. did. Um, yeah, I'm using all the channels. I, I've, I've used, I've used Teams. I was invited to use Yammer. I, Yammer. I use WhatsApp. <laughs> I've used Signal. I've used text messaging. I've used um, something new, Element. Uh-huh. I am. I'd never heard of it. Joined it mm. today. Talked to some people on there. How was it? What, what's going on in the um, Element uh, universe? It used to be, uh, I, I guess it came from Riot. Mm. Um, Riot uh-huh. Games, uh-huh. maybe. Okay. I don't know. It was called Riot something or other, and they rebranded. Yes. Um, but it's uh, like a decentralized, encrypted messaging system. See, that, that's groups. the, in, in our pre-show, our streaming pre-show, that's the kind of open source gibberish I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know... I hope to God it's open source because, you know, it's, uh, well, you know, when, when you start talking about like encrypted and decentralized, I'm like, does that just mean somebody's holding all the messages mm. in it? Cause you know, you're, you're encouraging people to go and speak freely in these sorts of platforms and, uh, you know, freely was spoken. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's, it's fun when you start to be a little more, uh, do people still say cosmopolitan or is that some Don Draper, Draper talk when you start like, Flitting about the world, you realize, oh man, things are really fucked. Fucked when it. My son's here, but I told him he can't repeat these words. Uh, thing, <laughs> th- things are really fucked when it comes to instant messaging across the world. It's just like it's a crazy world out there. It really is. Uh, it's distressing. I mean, unlike in the states, not everyone's using, uh, you know, Yahoo Chat. It's it's really odd. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of them. <laughs> that was that was an incisive so- statement really odd well you know i ask because and you know maybe we've mentioned this before and i don't i don't mean this to sound like one of those those uh those whatever things but like every i I guess i guess the world uh of office workers is experiencing the the remote working and i feel like you know then you got your zoom fatigue we even have here at vm world they sent out some um you know We're one of those tech companies that that values uh, employees, so we don't send out dictates, I don't think. We do send out requirements that you take all sorts of corporate training. And boy, if you have to deal with expense auditors, I don't I don't think that's that's an experience they expose in the uh, the recruiting pipeline to try to uh, recruit people. They, they, they don't they don't <laughs> tell you about that until later on. Like there, there'll be a four, four days of expense training. Oof. Not only not only expense training, what I'm talking about is when you when you submit expenses and and the auditors yeah. boy boy they're they're really doing their job i i have uh several things assigned to me and work uh-huh. day that's a that's a new thing for oh, me work so day. uh yeah i've got i've got some i've got some corporate training some hipaa training mm-hmm. oh which will come in handy over here in wait, australia wait hipaa training like for health i have no idea i i've been assigned a whole list of training materials to go huh. through well, it's fun. You know, I took yeah. I took the VMware 
how you get paid training. And I, I'd had to take this stuff when I was at Dell. Um, but it's a bummer because I have all these pass-through corporations I've set up that we, we bill things, that I bill things through. And now that source of revenue is just going to be totally blocked off. I mean, at Pivotal, we didn't have to take a lot of this ethical training, and I was very confused. So what I'm trying to say, Brandon, is like, I'm afraid I need you to go tell. I know that New Zealand's not part of Australia, but you need to tell them that my uh, multi-million dollar, uh, that estate, that, that sheep farm I was trying to buy, it's not going to work out very well anymore because now I've discovered that that stuff is unethical uh, to do. Uh, yeah. th- thanks yeah. to training. Sorry, you know, fuck you, corporate training. You're ruining, ruining my generational wealth creation. Still taking away a good deal. Your, your bug out, your bug out sheep farm. <laughs> my bug out sheep farm. Is, is, the, is the consensus that the New Zealand people have this whole uh, uh, plague thing sorted out? They, they've done a pretty, pretty decent job. Uh, you know, um, there's still talk about uh, opening a travel bubble uh, between Australia and New Zealand. Um, it might just be New Zealand people coming to Australia. Uh, <laughs> uh, new South Wales, where I live, did 12, a 12-day stretch of zero new community cases, and then they blew it. You know, we, we had like uh, eight yesterday, so mm. it sucked. But uh, that New Zealand, they got to they gotta sort it out. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I have all the same complaints of this stuff. I don't, it's, it's like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do my, my update from, uh, from, uh, Amsterdam here. The, I think I'm learning, I don't know if this is true, but I'm learning another characteristic of Dutch culture, which, which I like. Uh, so last week the government came out and they were like, it's really important that you wear face masks. That would be great, but we are not going to require you to do that. And I, and I was like, oh, <laughs> pulling a page from the American playbook. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is. And, and I think what I picked up on is so, uh, how do you say his name? Root, the prime minister. Uh, he, he said we might have a, a press conference next week. And I think, I think the Dutch have been reading up on the, the progressive way to raise children, which is you don't pay or punish children, you want them to build up intrinsic motivation to do things, right? So when you're, when I say to my son over here, Cormac, I would like you to treat, uh, clean the entire kitchen. Somehow I am supposed to bring in him this desire that like, there is nothing I would rather do more. <laughs> it will bring me complete life fulfillment beyond finding a bunch of gyms and animal jam so I can buy a floating fox to clean the kitchen and put that work in. I've got to somehow draw out this intrinsic motivation rather than paying him or, you know, threatening to take away his iPad, which I would, I would never do over dishes. <laughs> I, would, I, I would, I would, I would totally do that. But so I think maybe that's the, the Dutch are trying to do this intrinsic motivation, right? Like fellow citizens, it is good for you to wear a face mask. So you must do it. But then yeah. I think they give you a seven-day clock, and they're just like, no, fuck that. Wear it, or I'm going to fine you 300 euros. Like, they follow kind of like that that happy parent thing, and they, yeah. just, they just give up. And so we'll see what happens next week. But there is a rise in, in face mask usage that is uh, we have not seen here in the Netherlands for, for a long time. Yeah. I mean, in, in Australia, it uh, anecdotally, I would say there was barely any usage, mm. you know, uh, uh, you know, depends, depends where you are and when you are, of course. And, but, uh, then when they had the big blow up in Victoria, they were like, you know, mandatory fines, you know, and 
people got pretty pretty uh, good at that down there but up here in new south wales not so much you know it's like nothing ever happened um i went to my first restaurant last week mm-hmm. since March. how was that a little unnerving yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we were, you know, I mentioned we were in, you know, we had a 12-day stretch of zero cases. Uh-huh. We were we were on, on a holiday in a town that hadn't had any cases. And, you know, so obviously we brought them with us, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we ate in a restaurant indoors, and uh, that was the first time we'd done that since March. Yeah, yeah, you know, my, my experience of this is, like, so different than everyone else. Because here in the Netherlands, it's just, like, we had we had that three months of like don't do anything, but then even then it was like not I don't know even then people would like go out. The experience then was mostly like you know this this complete lie of of you know as they say in other podcasts Zoom school, which wasn't even let me have a a a, a rant a sub rant in my rant. It wasn't even Zoom school. It was like Zoom check in once a week school. Is ridiculous, right? It was like log into Google Classrooms yeah. and watch a video, and then, and then rely on your children's intrinsic motivation. Basically, <laughs> my kids, my kids keep telling me how much they miss that. <laughs> like, you let us have eight hours on the internet. Oh every boy! Day. Like, oh boy! Yeah, yeah. You got to start sending them some of that, uh, some some of that productivity lore about how to not distract yourself on the internet, so you can focus on your TPS reports. That's 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 a yeah. yeah. Have I to go to go to another layer of sub ranting? Have I ever told you how my therapist is always like suggesting all this like uh, you know life hack Merlin Man style productivity stuff like and and I and I have to be like in, in a nice way because I even try to be friendly with him right. But I you know I'm like yeah yeah I've, I've heard of that like he brought up he's like have you heard of getting things done and I was like and, <laughs> and you're like in, in 2000 yeah and and in my head I'm like oh buddy. I got like 10 pieces of software that will help with that. I, you know what? You and I could have a long <laughs> series of conversations about, about that. I also know about that, that Pomodoro thing. I got an OmniFocus. How do you like to use OmniFocus for getting things done? <laughs> You're like, not helping. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so You're feeding the wrong part of this obsession. Yeah. I, <clears throat> it was uh father's day and uh, uh, father's day, Australia, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And I got a gift of a book called getting out of your own head. And I was like, somebody knows me too well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, those are, those are okay books. I, I like, I like reading those. <clears throat> I don't know. All right. Yeah. Well, we should start on our tech top topic. Tech. Yeah. Either that or let's just go into psychotherapy. I, I would, I would like it noted that it is now six thirty six AM and I feel, I feel Better than I ever have. What what is what does Trump say? I feel better than twenty years ago. So you're you don't have DNA, you have USA. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> mm. God damn. That whole situation is is just like <laughs> that's that is that is if if on one end of like I'm not I'm not gonna talk about it directly, but if on one end of, of expectations you have that first first Star Wars movie, The Phantom Menace. Where you're just going in there and you're like, this is going to be awesome. And then you're like, I'm not really sure what just happened here. This is the, on the other end of that is like last weekend with that guy where you just like, you've got all this, these set of expectations. And then all of a sudden, like Sunday night, Monday morning, you're like, I don't, I don't know what happened here. 
I'm very confused about all of this. This is a, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so <clears throat> listen, when it comes to law stuff, uh, it's, it's hard for us to be experts, you know, just based on the articles that we read. But let me go over to our magic screen thing here for people in the stream. By the way, if you're listening to this audio only, um, I think I'll start uploading the videos for this to my account because because why not? But we are streaming this in the Twitch. Is that what the kids say, the Twitch? And if, if you were to go to uh, when we stream it, if we usually we stream or we usually we record Thursday night. Well, Thursday night for me at 10 p.m. Amsterdam time, which for Matt Ray is next week on at, on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it was 6 a.m. the next day. And now it's 7 a.m. because of DSC. Right, right, right. So there you go. So that's when you could usually find us streaming. But at the moment, it's uh, some other time. But if you go to twitch.tv slash SDT podcast, you can find that there. But now what I'm doing is I'm sharing a lovely picture of Matt Ray when he was uh, 17 and, and working working on <laughs> systems management software. But anyways, there, there's a there's a good article at the register. Uh, which I'll bring up here, that is kind of going, oh, I actually summarized it. So it's a good good, good blog summary that I wrote. But uh, so we don't really need to look at that. But uh, basically, I think, I think the, the Supreme Court heard the Oracle versus Google showdown over Java. And I guess it's Java use in Android, basically. And, uh, and yeah. the way the Supreme Court works, I mean, they should do it where like they hear a case and they have to, it'll be like a game show. They have to instantly decide. In, in three to five minutes, that would be fantastic. I mean, really, really, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court is one of these things where like, I never really understand this, but even the cynical journalists who cover it, they never really let them say, I mean, they kind of say it, but they never directly are like, oh, yeah, they're totally political. You can always predict the way that they're going to vote, right? Like, there's always like a wild card every now and then, but like, they're all political appointees. Right. They're either right, they're either Republicans or Democrats. And like, like, I don't think anyone maintains the illusion of this impartiality of Supreme Court justices, right? And yet, the way that we're forced to talk about it is like, you know, it's just ridiculous. I would love it if in, is it the Senate has hearings, right? I would love it if the if senators who are doing it were like, so you're basically a Democrat, right? And and like, just totally like, <laughs> one of those senators who's like, is not rerunning and the senator just becomes like, relatively crazy but just as sort of just like straight talking senator who isn't one of those people who's like you should inject yourself with bleach and the illuminati are running the world that that's not straight no that's that's that is crazy talk uh you you don't want that but anyways eventually we'll get to the news uh like it sounds like the supreme court heard this and what i liked so this register article was a good write-up because it showed some uh some knowledge of the various justices and, and how they do things and it had some good quotes uh, from from the yeah. the uh, the thing, I think I think it highlighted the uh, and I guess there's a there's a long tradition all the way back to ancient Greece where you are uh, you're using metaphors and analogies uh, to talk about things you don't understand, which is fine. That's what I do. And uh, let let me find where was let me get that article. I think there was a really good one about uh, trying to explain. Oh, there's the safe analogy. And yes. so, so tell me if I get this wrong, the, the gist, let me, let me bring up the safe analogy here so that people can uh, read that the, the people on the stream. But I think the gist of this lawsuit is that, and again, disclaimer of whatever, uh, that, 
at some point, I forget if it was the company that that Google bought, but it became Google, just like it was the company that Oracle bought. But so Android is some Java variant. And what th- what that means is that like it follows, they sort of picked and choosed the Java interfaces, we would call them, the APIs that they want they APIs, wanted to have. And, yeah. and they also chose some, they did not choose some other ones, which... <clears throat> We used to be. You got to feel bad if you got left. Yes, out, right? we used to be Java programmers, and if there's one rule of Java, it is that you must be compatible with all other Javas. It's like there is no, there is no I, there is no like monkey patching bullshit, right? It's just like there is one Java. There, there's yeah. It's it's very it's very yes. platonic. It's like maybe you're in a cave looking at shadows. Things are all weird. And then, then you like see through the JSON, then you like see through this, and then you see through an interface, and eventually you're down in some sort of, you know, web. There's a factory. Exactly. There. Eventually yeah. you're down in some sort of web sphere socket impl two, right? And and there's the yep. actual thing there, and so that's like the the sacred truth of Java is there is only one true Java, and so instead, uh, whoever was doing this Android stuff is like, mm, I don't like that, and then they decided not to implement the one true Java, let alone. I have no idea if there was a licensing thing going on there. That's probably when Sun. Oh, I'm sure yeah, there was. Yeah, that's yeah. Prob- the, there must have been. So, so Android uses a Java variant called Dolphin. Oh boy, I remember and, that word. You know, and and I say Java variant. It's not Java. It's uh, um, well, huh, according to the Wikipedia page, it's a discontinued process virtual machine. Um, not sure what that means, but uh. You know, so so they 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 were like, look, developers like to write in Java. We'll make it so people can write in Java on this new Android thing. But Java, we don't want to do all a job. And so you know, and we got to fit on these you know smallish phones with their tiny CPUs and limited memory. So uh, you know, we can't get we can't license Oak, <laughs> and so we'll, we'll we'll make our own subset of Java and we'll call it Dalvik, and you know, we'll be cool with that. Everybody knows how to code to that and you won't have to update your IDs and things will just work. And, you know, Oracle bought themselves the sun and uh, said, you know, hey, you're reusing um, apparently 11,000 lines of API code uh, out of, you know, millions in the code base, which that's, you know, I'm not actually trying to demean that amount. That's actually, it's kind of significant because obviously the intention was to maintain that compatibility. You know, they, they, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think Google was like, oops, you know, we accidentally implemented your API. It was like, it was, it was intentional, but it comes back to the fact that, you know, there's a long tradition in software of re-implementing APIs and other languages and, you know, keeping changing out the back end, but keeping, you know, the, the interface the same. And, you know, Oracle has taken it through several courts and, you know, several jurisdictions and uh, apparently gotten themselves, you know, uh, back-to-back victories headed up to the Supreme Court. And so um, it looks, according to, you know, the register article and their readings of the tea leaves, that Oracle's probably going to win um, because, you know, uh, Google has to get five five justices out of eight. Um, and, you know, if they get four, four, they don't, that's not good enough. That's called uh, a tie. So they, they have to win. Yeah. That's a tie. And tie goes to the last court. 
Um, and so, wait, uh, is there is there is there know? a body I don't know of in U.S. politics called the Last Court? Is that is that on Guantanamo or something? <laughs> well, you know, it's really just Bill Barr. Um, but you know, they just make it up as they go. Um, it, 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 there's a bunch of people in Hawaiian shirts sitting there ruling on things. It's the Illuminati. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's the Illuminati. I, I hate to break it to you. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I guess what's more interesting about this, so what will be the repercussions of this? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, cause, cause, cause if, the, the intellectual exercise here is that, uh, there are some there were some Java APIs. Google implemented those APIs without paying any money or enough money, but I assume without paying any money to Sun and then Oracle. And I think Sun's position now Sun was always a little uh not squirrely, but like they were a little theoretic about this. <clears throat> As everyone knows, I want to write a book one day about, you know, what the fuck happened with Sun, but but like Sun the, the, the sun vision, this is a very like 2000s, early 2000s vision is they had the vision of the rising tide lifts all valuations, right? So their idea was like, uh, the way we are going to uh, make money in the internet era, or whatever they called it back then is like, and they weren't wrong in this prediction is that the internet is going to be everywhere, data is going to be flowing everywhere, all this stuff is going to be huge. And uh, we have touch points we can participate in all parts of computer except the application layer. Mm-hmm. Although, no, they had LibreOffice, so they could even participate in doing PowerPoint. I mean, no, I, I mean, I mean, your your reaction <laughs> is the, the the. It's not squirrely, but your reaction is the imprecise, the exact imprecise thing of this. So you know, I remember Schwartz was always talking about like growth in Brazil, right? Like, so it was sort of like, and again at the yeah, time, it was yeah. like, yes, there's huge buildouts, and now we have like five G whatever the fuck that means, right? Like, but it's a similar type of thing of like, everyone's refreshing all of the computers and therefore that drives, it's a Jevons paradox thing, right? The better that we get at at, uh, at a tool, the more we are going to use that tool and the more money that will be generated. So anyways, yeah. let me narrow down. I'm pretty sure that in the Sun strategy book, part of their idea was that, hey, will you stop shaking the desk? It makes my camera look weird in the audience. <laughs> is going to have an epileptic fit. So um, I'm pretty sure that in in Sun corporate meetings, they would talk about the footprint of Java and the potential to be on every single mobile device. And if they just collected a 25-cent commission or, or whatever, right, uh, then that would have created like untold billions of dollars of revenue and therefore valuation for the old Sun.w ticker symbol, right? And then also, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that in the... Uh, I don't know what pretty sure means, but I would imagine if I had been involved in putting together the valuation spreadsheet uh, for Oracle buying Sun, I mean, I'm pretty sure the valuation spreadsheet for Oracle buying Sun was Larry Ellison being like, you should buy it. Ha ha, yar! <laughs> you know, the boat yeah. sails again. Um, and, uh, but there would have been a they would have done responsible stuff but but uh there would have been a row exactly like that that the footprint of java if it shows up on on all these android devices and we charge you know 10 25 cents whatever or we participate in transactions on that somehow we're going to participate in collecting money from yep. the mobile thing and so there is a very real again i don't know legal wise but business wise this is a this is 
I mean, there is a business model there, and it's directly it's oh, yeah. and, and yeah. it's it's directly connected to you know when Amazon uh, replicates MongoDB and when they do all of this stuff, where it's kind of like, how do we deal with the idea of a piece of software and and I know these words matter in a legal context, but whatever. But basically just copying that idea and making our own implementation of it, right? And then it gets even weirder. It's sort of like, it's almost like, like I, I was thinking, it'd be like if Esperanto was copyrighted and therefore any any nation that wanted to speak Esperanto had to pay like a, uh, uh, you know, an annual uh, sort of, uh, you know, an annual reoccurring subscription for it per citizen, Right. But then, but then someone was just like, no, I'm just going to take the grammar of Esperanto and uh, I'm going to put it on all these phones and not pay you a licensing deal. And so in that way, like I have, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the, the, the terms of service and like the weird copyright stuff is. I guess that's what's being decided is that. That's what's being decided, yeah, yeah. right? Can you, can you copyright the APIs? I mean, is that something that is copyrightable? Um, and, you know, they've gone back and forth. And um, if, if, if Oracle wins, uh, I would not be surprised if, you know, there's a, uh, not, not patent trolls, but API trolls. Right, right. You know, there's totally. going to be companies that start coming after people because you implemented, you know, their API, yeah. even if it's, you know, what you and I might consider trivial. Uh, or so, dumb. so, so if Oracle <laughs> wins, let's, let's, let's lay out the scenario. If Oracle wins, yes. that basically means that first of all, if you implement an API and that API is somehow copyrighted or whatever the legal mechanism is, then whoever owns that copyright could potentially go out and either, um, what's the term? It's not blackmail, but what's the term for like, give me, give me money <laughs> or I'm going to take you to court, right? Like, yeah. There, there must be some term of yeah. art for that but like it's it's basically like it'd be a shame if this api were to get damaged right it's nice looking yeah i mean so you know the, you, you would have that's the like the threat of 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 software right right, right? you so, know it's always like well you know it would be a shame if we came in and did an audit and found out that you were using you know a thousand and one right right that. so so you you might as well. So as, as you were saying, there'd be a lot of shakedowns of people implementing there'd APIs now, which, which I think, especially when you get into the dynamic languages of like, you know, Ruby and Python and even, even those ones, right? Where you can just like, I mean, I mean, like something, for example, what is the, um, what's that framework that you can use to <clears throat> document APIs? It's not called Swift or something, but yeah, Swagger. Swagger. Right. So there you go. There's a problem right there. Right. I I'm pretty sure that everyone using Swagger hasn't gone and checked on the legally binding nature of APIs that they're connecting to and and, and mocking out. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, so that that smart bear company, hopefully their lawyers are following this very closely because I think they own they own. I think they're the Swagger people, if I remember nowadays. Well, but I, I think I think that's usually about producing a you know, an API that can be used to generate, you know, SDKs and, and API tools. Um, probably people using that are, well, gosh, yeah, there, there probably are some compatible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, because what? from the standpoint of someone who wants to shake you down, whether or not they're, I mean, all you have to do is take a Java method and then 
wrap two curly braces after it and whether or not I wonder if it has to compile whether or not like it actually does anything inside those curly brackets is irrelevant. All all that would seem to matter is that if maybe this is one of those GPL two things of of linking, right? Like all that has to happen yeah, is that yeah. like you have to implement that API and then you're done, right? Then then you can you owe well, someone I mean, money. Think think about something like Amazon a- Amazon's API. I, yeah. They've never gone after anybody. Um Apparently, like Eucalyptus had a license, but nobody else does as far as I yeah, know. Maybe, right? And how many things have the S3 API embedded? May, maybe this is where those patent portfolios come into play. Anyway, so so let, let's... Cl- There's going to be some let, let's, let, let's Let's close <laughs> this out because I was thinking also, it's, whether it's defined here uh, or, or... I mean, it becomes a... Um, what's the logic rule that like if this thing, then it implies the next one? Like there's something that that you can extrapolate from this, which is, all right, so we have programmatic APIs, and then how about like data formats, right? That the, like it logically make, because, yeah. because, you know, the Supreme Court, they're using these wacky analogies about safes and keys and things like, the distinction between an API and a data format is gonna be impossible, especially in the Kubernetes world, where when they say API, they usually mean sort of like data format. Like the way you, the people the way people use API versus data it, format. It, it does get yeah, hit, yeah, yeah. right? Because you start talking about the return, the response and the formatting of the of what you actually get back. It's not just like, oh, I did a put and, right, I, right, you know, right. and so, back came a response. It's like you're going to get so, back to JSON. So if, if, if there is some implicit or explicit copyright of a YAML file somewhere that is then used in every single Kubernetes instance, that is, that's cats and dogs living together, right? Like, like you've got well, all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff going on at that point. If, if merely referencing the words and the structure of a data format becomes a legally enforceable type of thing, which, you know, again, like isn't, crazy right like it's if if we analogize to other stuff like it's not it's not when do it's you, not in the realm of, of why, nuttiness why, why stop it at you know software apis why not go into physical now you can no longer make a compatible tire now you can no longer make a you know a replaceable printer yeah well i i, I mean you and know, you do have that right like i think whenever you you use what do they call the apple thing a lightning bolt like whatever that weird you know yeah, I, I yeah. mean, those I mean, are, those are. Uh, I think those are. Here, licensed. I got one of these. Yeah. So, like, and this, yeah. this is. Uh, it is both. I'm holding one up. It is both an API, the physical API of how you interface with it, and I imagine there's a data ch- data change format for how like data flows over this thing, and so that's like just because that's three dimensional versus a two dimensional one, right? Like you have it exactly there, and that is my understanding is like you have to license that, and furthermore, that's why. DisplayPort exists, right? Is because it's a cheaper way of uh, DisplayPort is also an API and the data interchange on it, and you ha- and that's a cheaper licensing than whatever else. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna cause it's gonna cause a lot of confusion, and you know I think lawyers will do well, uh, and the rest of us will probably end up like you know, dealing with it downstream. Yeah. Now, you know, this, this is going to roll. Now, downhill, now let's you know? go the other thing. And this is what was great about this article is, is towards the end, it kind of explored both scenarios. Now, if we go down the other area, so imagine the opposite of what we were just saying, that there is very little recourse for enforcing how people use your APIs, your data interchange. If we go down that Avenue, basically 
what can be inferred from this and you can extrapolate from this is that the only that basically having legal control over software is near impossible unless it is i would imagine that the way that you would do it is it would be pure copyright or patents right so it would be some mechanism of doing something in patents which is squirrely on its own but you would basically the only way you could use copyright to enforce source code would be if the hash codes were exactly the same so you could even argue tabs versus spaces creates a different a different body of work that no longer has the copyright. I mean, you would have to go through like first we're gonna we're gonna run we're gonna run the source code we're analyzing through a standardized linter to format the code so that we actually find the way of doing it. But then someone could go in and I don't know, I mean, could you if something threw an exception, could you just like uh make a a subtype of that exception and throw that exception differently and then that would materially change the code enough that it wasn't a copyright violation anyways the whole point is that if you don't have if it goes the other way and google wins it basically says to me that we're very close to no one can have ip control over code and it's all about patents at that point right like it's all about the mechanism the way by which you solve a problem is is patentable but you can't really copyright anything in code because you can just like, just like Google, you can just decide like, oh, I think I'm going to do that. Yoink. And, the, and then I'm not going to pay any licensing to people for uh, the, the characters. Well, yes. I mean, again, this is going to have a lot of fallout. I don't, but that, that, that's what you're describing is the current status. Right, 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 right. Nobody thinks twice about it, but I mean, yes, it's a free for all, but the external externalities of you know licensing and patents and stuff affect that api like you know people are like i'm not gonna bother recreating that because you know i'm you know you must be dealing with that commercial software anyway and and then on the other side they're like look i don't care if you write an open source adapter to my sap you know commercial support software you know what do i care right there's i'm still getting paid you know that's that's what's weird about it is is it's like we're already living in that world where nobody really cares about the glue, right, 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 and I, what they're trying I, to. But, do. but I but I think what this article doesn't really, you know, what the idea that was interesting to me doesn't really uh, pan out. It doesn't get in depth, which is fine. Is like so. Yes, that describes the status quo. But again, more legal actions might also narrow down that something like the way the GPL thinks about thing or or. You know, every time Amazon replicates uh, an open source thing and doesn't want to pay sat licensing to the company, uh, those companies, you know, redo their licensing with a big blog post about yeah. how virtuous they are and all that kind of stuff and how much they care about the community. Um, and, and they try to legally maneuver around that somehow. But like, you know, again, in the same way that like there's all these implications for if Oracle wins, in my mind, it's sort of like, no, that doesn't work either. There's no way of like enforcing like, there's no way of enforcing any legal walls around code. It's just like a free, it's a total free for all, even into the area of GPL think, right? Because this is like, this is the, the, um, the, the conspiracy side of the GPL is like, aha, the GPL is not necessarily about freedom. It is about enforcing someone's will on you yet again. Like still they're enforcing that, like you can't use their code unless it's open, which, 
we think is virtuous and freedom doing, but like as someone who as I I'm I'm I like saying, as someone who had to infringe on their Christmas vacation to totally uh implement another way of doing S and M P parsing because it turned out it was GPL two licensed, I understand how GPL can bully people around, right? Like it's not it's not like, you know, all all smiles and rainbows and stuff. But in my mind, it's sort of like, hmm, we'd have to go revisit these assumptions we have about GPL stuff. Like, I understand if you ship the code, that's one thing. But, like, it's sort of like things get a little squirrely about, like, the enforceability well, and, of it. And that, that's what the GPL 3 was, you know, they were trying to enforce API usage. You know, and that's why it never really took off. I mean, it, it took off somewhat, but you had, you know, a, a flight to more liberal licenses like Apache where people are like, look, I don't care that I'm talking to your service. I don't want to have to share what changes I made just because, you know, I'm in, I'm running your yeah. code. And, you know, so. And, and then I would assume to use our analogy, right? Like this never works because when it comes to non-technical people understanding stuff, if it's three-dimensional, they understand it differently than two-dimensional software. But, but, you know, then you wouldn't have to. I think logically you wouldn't have to pay a licensing fee for display port or for lightning cables. It would just be like. Well, but, like, but like those folks have already sorted that. Oh stuff yeah, out. yeah. You know yeah. the the people. You know they're they're giving they're freely giving that away as an industry consortium act to uh, encourage adoption. Totally, totally. In this case, like Google said, nice standard you have there. We're gonna we're gonna adopt it, and they're like, wait, you know, this wasn't a standard. You can't do that. And 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 then and you then know, can I, you copyright copyright UIs? I guess you can copyright UIs and how they behave. Yeah, well, remember, I mean, you you may remember we we had some software back in the day that you know we had to change things in the UI because they were like, no, 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 you know, somebody has a patent on status roles. Yeah, 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 you know, you yeah, couldn't yeah. take something from a sub menu and roll it up to the menu above it because of you know patent X Y Z. Yeah, I, I feel like you don't hear that much of that anymore. Yeah, yeah, um, because people have gotten kind of more relaxed around yeah. it. But, but this, you know, if there's money to be made enforcing that sort of pedantic crap, it's going to come back with, you know, savagely when, when, when Oracle wins. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there'll be a knee jerk, you know, not necessarily a knee jerk reaction, but you're going to have your open source foundations and, you know, various licensing, you know, wonks that the open source side of things and you know will probably come out clear right they'll probably be like look you know the kubernetes ecosystem is all built on top of you know safe assumptions you know the licenses were already had this potentiality in mind but there are probably going to be a lot of you know gouging of you know little patent troll not patent trolls api troll companies that go after you know they're like oh you know we wrote this tool that got embedded in this other commercial product and you are you know reusing this s3 api and you know we'll see you in east texas court you know and that's gonna happen yeah 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 yeah. remember remember uh when a feature of, of enterprise software was always indemnification it probably still is but like that you that that was that was the uh the fud before private cloud and public cloud would be indemnification you'd be like whoa still I, yeah, I know just no one really talks about it like it's not a uh a big uh differentiation hmm. well you know we i gotta take these kids to school uh as as to use one of my one of my favorite <laughs> david tell jokes i gave away the punchline there but like he's like some people call it drunk driving 
And I call those people the cops. And, uh, but you know, sometimes <laughs> you got to do it because you got to get those kids to school. But anyways, uh, I'll, I'll wait for laughter there amongst the audience. You can connect the dots <laughs> together. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, oh, my son left. Um, but also, uh, you know, it would have been fun. Maybe we'll get some more clarity, but it looks like, uh, IBM is, spinning off a significant part of its services business. All the articles I've read says it is the infrastructure management services business, which I have yeah. a feeling maybe I forget, you know, they've already kind of sold off some of their, um, what do the Gartner people call it? BPS business process as a service. Uh, but like, I have a feeling when we in the software world, we'll often go talk to people and we're like, Hey, you should do the DevOps and the whiz bang or whatever, right? And they're like, oh, every time I get a server, we have IBM managing this and I have to file a ticket. And then, yeah. Those and guys. I, those guys get their I own think company. it's those people who, <laughs> who like, you know, and it looks like it's like 90,000 people and uh, it's a $19 billion business. Some analysts in some article said it was declining rev- margin, which, you know, you know, you know, my feelings on declining margin. That's, it's uh, whatever. But, it, you know, that's a pretty big move. From uh, what are my feelings on declining margin, Matt Ray? I have no idea. I, I don't really know. I was thinking, you know, I, I woke up this morning and this is this is part of the problem of, of my brain is at some point I woke up and all of a sudden I was thinking, what about Spiceworks? I knew someone who who's I knew someone who 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 was considering working at Spiceworks kind of and they would have, you know, I was encouraging them because they would have gotten a bunch of equity. But then when when Ziff Davis or ZDNet I think bought Spiceworks. I wonder how that equity translated. And I wonder if they would have been like, oh man, I could have had a bunch of equity. And like, you know, it, where was I going with this? But like, similarly, it's it's sort of like, you know, uh, declining margins are bad. But then I was thinking like, you know, I wonder, I bet the founders are kind of bummed out that they didn't make a ton of money from that. But on the other hand, I bet they paid themselves a lot of money over the years. And so like, yeah. even though your company may have declining margins, like that you're looking at it all wrong. You got to look at it as just like, yeah, but I get paid a ton of money. So who cares if the margins are declining anyways? Like that's, that's something that people don't consider a lot. And that's maybe one of the reasons I'm always confused about the the need for tech companies to be high growth is like, how about we shift into that mode where we just pay people a shit ton of money and we profit reap. But then the problem yeah. is the way it works is there's only the, 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 the cabal of people on top who get paid a shit ton of money instead of below. And then that's depressing. Anyways, it looks like I, it looked like it, the spinoff was going to be done in 2021. Now, what I'm, I am looking forward to is the name of this company. It's going to be it's going to oh, be yeah. a real doozy. And then and then it's going to be IBM. Management. And then we're going to have like we're going to have five to six <laughs> years where we're like, now is DXC? Did they have the printers versus there was HP. Yes, yeah. Who has got the printers? I they spun that off the microfocus. And then, yeah. like, so Lenovo. Lenovo makes the ThinkPads, but they also got the business for SCSI ports. Who? Now, who got Domino's? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a couple years of that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's probably not a high growth business, but. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 a business, yeah. and I'm sure it'll you know it'll be private for a little while. They'll get their numbers into a suitable shape, pump it up, and go public. And uh, yeah, somebody and then, will make a bunch of money. 
And then think of, think of all the ERP salespeople who are just like licking their chops. They're like, oh, they're going to, you know what they're going to need? They're going to need a lot more corporate training. Everyone's going to have to onboard and take the ethics training. They're going to need some place to enter their MBOs and OKRs. We're going to have to. the, the the other IBM sell services to the managed services like who owns you know the services oh boy on top? yeah right? just think just think uh, just just think of the synergies that could be had right like wait that's I, a different company yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man man well good luck to you good and your luck, people IBM's all of you yeah that that uh yeah that'll be good stuff well uh as always. Uh, we have a little bit of usually Brandon gives our our uh, our software defined talk bureaucracy corner. Um, I think you know as he says he's he sent some stickers to Anton in Sweden. That, that's great. I hope I hope uh, I hope the Swedes are doing good. I'm uh, I'm on book six or seven of the Martin Beck series, and uh, it's getting a little little repetitive and boring. But like I I uh, I'm still slogging through it. You know Martin Beck's favorite thing to do is to uh, stand at the the door. And lean, put his elbow up on the filing cabinet and kind of lean on it as he's thinking about things. I uh, I enjoy that. I think you still got Kohlberg there, and um, how do you say his name? Uh, the 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 burly guy. Oh, I'm fr- he's my favorite character. It's not Sven, but I'm forgetting him. He's like the big burly guy played by the uh, the plumber on Loser. sex on Sex Education in the original Martin in the Martin Beck series. Oh, he's, okay. he's that, that guy. guy. Yeah, that guy's great. I love that guy. He's like I like. He's that like guy. we are in a relationship. Right. <laughs> he's yeah. he's the best. Is it Sven Olsen? Yep. I forget what his the character in Martin Beck name is. So Sweden, keep it up. Enjoy what you keep do. Up, and uh that, that's your recommendation. Yeah, that's my free recommendation recommendation. Just like whatever it is Sweden's doing, I recommend. Maybe hundreds of years ago, I don't necessarily recommend that whole Viking thing. Uh, but you know, whatever. Fighting, fight, fighting with the Finns and fighting with the Norwegians. And speaking, speaking of Nordics, the American Nordics, Car, Car, is it Kari or Kerry in Minnesota? Also received some, uh, some stickers, some stickers, some stickers. And uh, Robert sent us the spell check algorithm, as discussed in episode two hundred and sixty. And Jordy sent Brandon nice. some fun stickers, which there was a picture of. Those did look like fun stickers. Uh, I, I miss getting stickers. That. I haven't checked in on the developer rel Slack channel, uh, but maybe that is something we need to spin up is, ooh, people are missing getting their stickers and therefore not getting their developer relationship on. We need to, we need to figure that out in developer relation land. Now, you should join us in the Slack channel. Lots of great conversation there. If you go to softwaredefined.talk, so wait, softwaredefinedtalk.com, it's early. Either it's early in the morning, or this is when I've had so much coffee that my my mouth runs faster than my mind. And uh, it happens. Yeah. yeah. But you should go to softwaredefinedtalk.com, join the Slack channel. You know, if you want to see the streaming, that's fun as well. But with that, Matt yeah. Ray, what do you have to recommend this week? My recommendation is Thirty Rock. It's it's topical. It's new. Oh wait, uh, um, I'm watching rewatching Thirty Rock from 2007 on, mm. uh, and uh, it's. I think I'm enjoying it more the second time. Um, you know, it's a, a source of so many memes that I didn't realize. Uh, a lot of uh, jokes that uh, have stood the test of time. Um, you got your Tracy Jordan, your Ale- your uh, Jack Donaghy. It's. Uh, 
I highly recommend if you're looking to rewatch something, go watch yourself some 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah. There's just the whole framing of like it's a toaster company. I, I I think that's in the in the first seat. <laughs> There's so much. I think that's in yes. the first episodes, but where he just goes off on like various types of microwaves. toaster microwaves and toasters. Yes. from the Shinehart Wig he runs Company, the microwave and NBC. Yeah. division. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 held up. I've been watching at least one episode a night, and uh, it's pretty much dominating my media consumption right now. So so my recommendation. Let me verify the name of it now. Uh, you know, I've recommended Set App before, which has some hundred dollar year thing, and you get it's this little app store for Mac OS thing. And there's an app. I've never been a big fan or a big user, I should say, of the uh, the pasteboard management applications. But I started using one called Paste. Now, the reason I started using this is I'm trying to be a good boy using Devon Devon Note. Devon, what's it called? Devon Pain in My Ass. Am I right? Uh, but <laughs> but Devon Think Three. I love it. You know, here's a tip. Here's something. Is this a GTD app? Because I'd like to talk about it with my. <laughs> Have you seen the TED Talk? That's the other thing. Every now, like I think I've I think I've snarkily replied about TED Talk so much that he doesn't reference TED Talks to me anymore. Because I'm just like, I don't I don't want a TED Talk therapist. I, fuck that shit. But, um, anyways, uh, Devin Think Three. If you're doing a software, an application, please don't put the version name in the name of your software. I don't I don't want that. Just call it Devin Think. I mean, I, we don't need to know if it's Devon Think Two, Devon Think Three. But but how are we supposed to copyright our APIs? Touche. You know, you, you... or or as we like to say in this household, <laughs> trouche. Uh, but anyhow, oh, I think oh. that I think that's a, a Kim invention there. Nia... Uh, my 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 kids my kids invented Baduch, uh, oh. <laughs> as in the sound of a uh, symbol hi hat. You know. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Sound is. Uh, I've been trying to use Devon Think, and it does. There's a lot of you know paste with formatting. So I looked into this paste thing, and what you can do is you can wire up so paste will run on your desktop and your phone book, and you know you give it permissions, and it's always copying your clipboard. So there's that. But you can you can wire it so every time that you do uh, you do your 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 command your Apple uh, you know Control V. That it'll it'll intervene and ask and it'll make it so you post uh, plain text, which is nice. And then it manages your clipboard, which is nicer than most things. Now I know what you're thinking, Kote. You can just remap your keyboard to do that, right? Yes, I I would love it if that were yes. the case. And over <laughs> the past twenty years, I have tried to do that, and it never consistently works. Right? It always th- there's yes, it, it it'll work. Yeah, and then like. Yeah, there's always some asshole app who wants to fuck with it. And so far, consistently, uh, paste has worked to, to, uh, make that effective, which, which I, uh, I enjoy. You know, it'd be, I I have to look into this, but if it did paste convert rich take, rich text to markdown, that would also be good. But so I recommend that. Oh, that, that, you should look into, uh, paste. It's fun. It's fun to have that little, uh, thing going on there. So with that, this has been Software Defined Talk. This is, uh, what episode are we on here? So, if you want to get the 62. show notes for this episode, uh, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 262. You can, uh, you can see a great picture, uh, of, of Matt Ray when he was a, uh, he was a younger lad just working on things. He even, he this even has guy. his, uh, his backgrounds <laughs> kind of lining up there. And, uh, with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye bye.
All right. Uh, well, I'm going to normally we have some chatter here, but you can see. Can you see my daughter? Yeah. Good morning. Uh, I got to I got to school. So uh, I'll see everyone next time and you the next time. Bye.